Welcome to the Mama Theologians podcast. Mama Theologians is an online motherhood ministry on mission to revive spiritual growth in the midst of motherhood. We offer our devotional, conversational, and narrative podcast episodes to further equip mothers in theological study, biblical literacy, and spiritual formation. We pray that God will use these offerings for His glory and that He will revive and deepen your spiritual growth in Jesus. Our Mama Theologians podcast offers three different types of episodes, devotional, conversational, and narrative. Our narrative episodes will allow you to hear mothers read their words over you. We know, as mamas, it can be difficult to take the time to read an entire piece, but often easier to allow our words to fill the spaces in between. All of our narrative episodes are therefore able to be read on our website or listened to here. These narrative episodes will include practical tips and prayerful takeaways that are meant to orient your heart to the Lord throughout your busy day. For our first narrative episode, you'll hear Cassie Patillo reading her essay titled, Spiritual Flourishing is Possible Mamas. At any given moment, several people and tasks need me. One son needs a juice refill while the other asks a million questions, needing to know why sharks don't live in our local lake. Meanwhile, the laundry dings to be moved to the dryer and dinner has to be started soon. Most mamas can relate to this scenario. We're busy and many things beg for our attention, usually simultaneously. Because of that, we believe the lie that our children's younger years simply can't be a time of spiritual growth. We know things like Bible reading and church community are important, but they seem impossible most days. Our homes are never quiet enough for a quiet time, and children pull on our legs during conversations with friends after church. How's a mom supposed to grow in Christ amid such chaos? Maybe that should be put on the back burner for another season. Friends, life will always be busy, and there will always be things that tempt us away from spiritual flourishing. Growing in Christ during motherhood is possible, and I am living proof of it. First, we must understand that Bible study, church community, and other spiritual disciplines that help us grow aren't just important, they're vital. Our number one need as moms isn't obedient children or kids who always nap, but Jesus. Jesus is the living water and bread of life. Just as water and basic nutrition are necessary for physical survival, Jesus is necessary for spiritual survival. Motherhood is both a high calling and a challenging calling. We literally can't be the moms God has called us to be without Him. Truthfully, our children don't need perfect schedules, Pinterest-worthy birthday parties, or sleep training. What they actually need is a mom who knows her own need for Jesus. When we know this, we will prioritize Bible study, prayer, and local church community. These things then equip us to walk by the Spirit, not the flesh. The result of this is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, and self-control towards our children and others. When we neglect our need for Jesus, though, our flesh produces snappy tones, grumbling attitudes, and impatience. Ultimately, 
as we show our children our need for Christ, it teaches them their own need for Him too. Mamas, the first step to spiritually flourishing in motherhood is this, knowing our need for Jesus. Once we realize our need for Christ, the next question is how? How do we grow in Christ in the midst of a challenging season? The thing is, when we realize we need something, we prioritize it. For example, my family needs to eat dinner every night. This means no matter how crazy our day is, I find a way to put food on the table. Some nights, it's a nicer meal with meat and sides. On crazier days, I heat up bagel bites in the microwave. Either way, I know it's a need, so I make it a priority. Our walks with Jesus are similar. Time in God's Word, prayer, and fellowship are needed. Therefore, we must get creative to prioritize them, no matter the season. Some days, this looks like those nice dinners, extended quiet times, or deep conversations with friends. Other times, it's like those microwave meals, quick text to a friend, and listening to the Bible app on our phones. When the things of God are necessary for us, though, we find time to make it happen. Personally, I often read my Bible while my boys watch TV or play. It's not quiet, but the words quiet time aren't found in Scripture. It nourishes me spiritually while also teaching my boys that God's Word is important. Hopefully, it models for them what it looks like to prioritize time in the Word as they get older. We misunderstand the character of God when we believe He can't meet us in our motherhood. He's omnipresent, meaning He is everywhere and always with us. Motherhood isn't at odds with God. Instead, we can connect with Him during our motherhood. Daily tasks such as laundry and dishes are actually an excellent time to grow spiritually. Thanks to technology, we can stream podcasts, worship music, or sermons. We could also ditch the technology and use chore times to pray or memorize scripture. As we redeem the time, tasks that were once mundane become joyful. Let's not forget, a key part of motherhood is discipling our children. As we talk with our kids about the gospel, let's expect and ask the Lord to work in our own hearts as well. I could list everything I incorporate in my day-to-day life to help me flourish spiritually in motherhood, but everybody's life is unique. What works well for me may not for another mom. There's one who knows the ins and outs of our lives perfectly, though, and that's the Lord. He also wants us to pursue spiritual growth in all seasons. Yes, let's share practical advice with one another. The Christian life needs such community. However, let's also seek the Lord in prayer, asking how we can practically flourish spiritually in our specific season. We can be honest with Him, tell Him our schedule struggles, and ask Him to help us make Him a priority. Recently, I asked for God's help in how and when to incorporate Scripture memory into my life. Friends, He answered. We're told in 1 John five fourteen that when we ask things according to God's will, He hears us. His will is our sanctification. So when we seek Him, desiring spiritual growth, He'll hear and He'll answer. Mamas, I know the needs of motherhood are pressing. There are days I feel like I have no time to give to the Lord, and I want to believe my spiritual growth can wait. However, I know my spiritual growth is necessary, not only for me, but also for my kids. When I'm tempted to think this way, God always reminds me of two passages. First is the command to seek God's kingdom in Matthew six thirty three. By giving time to God's word first, I'm trusting God with my time. Another passage is the story of Mary and Martha in Luke 10, 38-42. Martha is busy with housework while Mary sits at the feet of Jesus. 
Jesus commends Mary, not Martha, for choosing the one thing necessary, sitting at his feet. Yes, many things vie for our time, but none are the one necessary thing. Jesus is. The lie that moms can't grow spiritually in the younger years of motherhood is straight from Satan. He doesn't want us to grow in sanctification because a mom who looks like Jesus can impact the world for God's glory in tremendous ways. Amid the diapers, meal planning, and laundry, seek God's kingdom first and praise Him for the spiritual flourishing that takes place. Some practical takeaways. Before jumping into your to-do list, read your Bible and spend time in prayer. Make this the number one priority of each day. Listen to a gospel-centered podcast while you do a household chore. Plan a weekly play date with other moms and choose a book of the Bible to study together. This holds everyone accountable for reading God's Word throughout the week. Spiritual flourishing happens in community. Read the book, Risen Motherhood. There's a wonderful chapter about how the little years aren't the lost years. Cassie is a student pastor's wife, mom to two energetic boys, and hopeful adoptive mom to their daughter, growing in their hearts from India. She is passionate about biblical literacy and writing and teaching about scripture. Currently, she's pursuing an MA in ministry to women from Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary to better equip her to teach God's word. Cassie loves slow mornings with a cup of coffee, a good book on the beach, and Gamecock football. She loves giving gospel-centered encouragement through her writing, which you can find on her blog, Diaries of a Daughter, and that is diariesofadaughter.com. To read this entire essay by Cassie, head to mamatheologians.com or follow the link in the show notes. We encourage you to join our community on Instagram or Facebook at Mama Theologians. That is M-O-M-M-A Theologians. We can't wait to see you there. If you have enjoyed this or any other episode, would you please leave a rating and a review? These truly help to make the podcast more searchable and accessible so that other mothers like you can be encouraged to deepen their relationship with Christ in the midst of motherhood. We cherish and appreciate every single one. In her essay, Cassie references John 4 and how Jesus describes himself as the living water. We discussed part of John chapter 3 in our first devotional episode, so I want to end today by reading John chapter 4, verses 1 through 42 to you. Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize but only his disciples, He left Judea and departed again for Galilee, and he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. 
for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman from Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband, and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for our salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that Messiah is coming, He who is called Christ. When He comes, He will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Just then his disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, but no one said, What do you seek? Or, Why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say, There are yet four months, then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life, so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. 
I sent to you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there for two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. John 4, 1-42 English Standard Version Mama, in the midst of the busy and hard, yet high and beautiful privilege of motherhood, may you abide in Christ and grow more in love with Him this week.